Welcome back to the BEP ahead of round seven. Lots of crazy stuff going on in the fantasy world this week, but I thought we'd start with your week, Miller. How have you been? What's going on? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I had a, had a couple of days off for Anzac Day. Uh, yeah, just hang around with the, with the family after coming back from holidays last week. Uh, didn't do too much. We, we won hockey on the weekend for our first time this year, so that was pretty good. Uh, and my fantasy team went quite well, except for my keeper team, which I don't want to talk about. Yeah, we might get there a bit a bit later on. Going, I'm absolutely flying in that league. Dacos is, is the best pick ever made. But uh, Nug, how are you going? Oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Bow, Nug's, Nug's bow, not bow. here tonight, everyone. Uh, from If you remember the episode last week, we mentioned at the start that he hurt his knee at basketball, and he found out today that he's actually done his ACL. So last week, I wanted to shout out a few of the guys who... When we said to do the bold predictions, you put in the you like your guess of how many people were going to get a hundred at the end of it. This week, I want you all to put a love heart at the end of your prediction, just for Nug. Let him know that you're thinking of him because, uh, yeah, it, on like a serious note, it's pretty shit time for him doing his knee uh, and yeah, not being able to play sport and just being really knocked around. So yeah, get around him if you can. And uh, well, yeah, that was my week was fine, but. Uh, yeah, I think we, we definitely, I listened to a few of the other podcasts this week and we definitely spend the most time talking about non-fantasy related content. So uh, you get that I don't from know, us here. The traders must talk about it a fair bit. I haven't caught their podcast recently, but a lot of posts about fillet of fish, which I don't understand. I believe that was their punishment for the lowest score that week. Calvin had oh, okay. however many fillet of fishes. Or they are pretty, pretty gross. Yeah, good content though. No, uh, not bad, not bad. But yeah, yeah, we we bring that. We we might not be better at other stuff, but we bring useless dis. Well, maybe oh, not yeah. useless discussion, but yeah, alternative discussion to the. Point. Yeah, you were saying you were saying earlier about Nug and how he did his ACL, and I was like, oh, so what? He'll be he'll be out for six months. He should be back, you know, a few rounds after the buy. And then I was like, oh wait, he's not a professional footballer. It's probably going to take him forever. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a bit of a bit of a slog for the big fella. I think yep. he's like he's going to Singapore and stuff later in the year, so he can't really be like early stage recovery then. So he'll probably have to put the surgery off. But yeah, I'll let him. I'll let him talk about that if he wants to talk about it next week. But yeah, just make sure you drop a love heart at the end of your bold prediction this week for Nug. Let him know that you're thinking of him. Uh, but yeah, we're going to run with a slightly different format this week. What we're going to do is go game by game. We're going to talk about the important team news from that game, uh, the captain-related content from that game, and then also potential trade-ins or trade-outs from that game. So first game of the week is Saints and Frio. There's one guy I am eyeing off massively. I'm almost so confident in him that I won't even be seeing him. I'll just captain him. But uh, what do you think of Rowan Marshall in the first game, Miller? Uh, I don't mind it. I think there's better ruck options for a captain, but I don't mind it. You can throw a VC at him. That's not bad because Port don't really have any ruck options, do they? Yeah, I actually I just realised that I said Frio, not Port. Uh, but yeah, they're playing Port, and yeah, Tinkle yeah, last he was up week against Frio, you wouldn't captain him, no. Yeah, no way. But yeah, Bailey Williams last week scored 101 points against Tickle and had 13 Ooh. clearances. And like, Bailey Williams is a young ruckman who's improving. But at the end of the day, it's like Bailey Williams who's averaging 63 this year apart yeah. from that game. Rowan, like Rowan Marshall could score 150 against Tickle. It could be an absolute bloodbath, I reckon. So is Tickle, um has he only been ruck for a couple of weeks? Yeah, he's come in last week. So he was the guy who was mid-season last year, and then he broke his collarbone in his first match or something. Oh, or maybe okay. his second. Maybe it was his second match. And yeah, like he's not a, a he's no slouch or anything. He had like quite a few hitouts, but he's just not like a premier AFL ruckman. And Marshall can absolutely kill those blokes. I, I don't know if the team has meant anything, but they've actually named Charlie Dixon in the ruck. Oh, okay, I think. I would, it would surprise me a lot if he Yeah, you don't put ruck. Charlie Dixon in the ruck. It's much yeah. too good in the forward line. Yeah, definitely. He'll he'll probably help out in there, but uh, yeah. I'd expect a big one for Romo. Uh, for other stuff from that, there wasn't really anything too important with the teams uh, to note, but I think it's probably worthwhile talking about... I know, like, Butters, let's just reevaluate your thoughts here. Boo. Boo. 
good stuff. He actually, I was all ready to launch on how crap Butters was and how much how much it served everyone right last week. But then he like, he got like thirty something points in the last quarter and actually junked himself to a half reasonable score. So I had to stay quiet. But yeah, stay away from Butters still. Do you want to explain to the listeners your Butters, or should I say anti-Butters propaganda? Uh, a couple of reasons on that. One, uh, he genuinely gets injured and is not very good every time there's a lot of fantasy hype around him. It just is a kind of a coincidence that he spends a lot of time being good and then everyone picks him and he kind of goes to crap after one or two rounds. Um, not that that really affects me because I never pick him. But mostly, also in in my homekeeper league, uh, that season uh, where him and Rosie and Duzma all came in the same draft, I think I had the highest rookie pick that year and I took Duzma instead of Butters or Rosie, which was really annoying me. And so I hate him because of that. And also I have an ongoing argument with Russ who always tells me how good Butters is and I always tell him how much I hate Butters. And that's been going on for like three years. So um, yeah, sometimes you just got to stick with hating someone forever. So basically the bane or the... What's at the crux of your hate for Butters is your own mistake in a draft. And Russ's face. <laughs> all right. So, uh, well, yeah, for, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. For all yeah. serious, all seriousness, he is priced at 80. And I just, I just can't see a world that Butters averages 95 and plays every game. Sort of, as you alluded to, he just gets injured. Yeah. And like, I think he's, I do think he's five to 10 points upside on 80. I'd be surprised if he stayed at 80. I think he'll push that up. But the reality is like, do you really want to burn a trade on someone who's only that much upside? Like if you were getting a guy that was a hundred price at a hundred, who could go 105, 110, then that's different. But you get someone that's price 80, that goes 85 to 90, they make a hundred K and then you have to trade them again anyway. Not worth it for me. And uh, nope. yeah, I'd still be steering. Much clear. better upside. Go Fiorini for that price. Yeah, absolutely. Fiorini. Uh, one, two other talking points in this match. So obviously, if you have any port defenders uh, in drafts, absolutely stream them. The Saints just is give that, up enormous points. I know that was a thing earlier in the season, but is it still a thing? Have they given up enormous points every week? Yeah, did you see what Carlton did last week? I like did see that. Nick Newman had down. 120, Cripps had 130, uh, 130, Walsh had 130. Like, it was crazy. Uh, and, yeah, I think that that will continue. Weedering had a 90-something, I believe. He did. Like, yeah, he's done that a couple of times, though. Yeah, he's a bit, been a bit it's sneaky. It's not completely uncommon for reading. Mm, but, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. And I would shout out again to uh, Dill Williams from Port, 268K forward with... Farrell is now out for a few weeks, so that halfback spot, he's probably got a bit more security there. He could His break-even's like 16. I think he could pop like an 80 against the Saints just because they give up so many points. And if he did that, it would see his price increase pretty fast. And his job security should be pretty solid for at least a couple of weeks. So he's about, one to consider. What about Drew? How much is he priced at? Because he's an interesting one. Maybe it's more draft relevant. Willem Drew. Yeah, he came out and got a big score last week. And with Farrell off the park, he could get more ball. Well, if you're going to throw names like that at me, mate, have their price ready to go. I don't have their price ready. I just looked at it. He, take a quick look. 613K, absolutely not. Nope, too much. Uh, yeah, what about... If you could stream him in draft for a couple of weeks, see how he goes. Yeah, definitely like someone to have in that format. The last one that I had for this game is, I don't think you trade in steel this week. Port, I think they're the second hardest team for mids or something. No, not that. They're like the fourth or fifth. Hardest for mids. Uh, so I think you steer clear of steel. Still got a break even of 139. But North are giving up the most points to midfielders. And that's who they play next week. Mm, so juicy. I... Yeah, I would be ready to jump on steel next week. He could get down to like 920k. Like round yeah. one and round two, he's gone 102, 118. We've seen the Saints mids this year scoring well under Ross. Like Brad Crouch has been good. Seb Ross has been good. I think steel will be, yeah, next week. Right for the picking if you've... Uh, so I'd honestly be planning on bringing him in. Are you keen yeah, on him? Yeah, because he's what? He'll be like two weeks after his injury by that point? Uh, yeah, this would be his second game. So he'll have a couple under his belt. Yeah. And he'll have the easiest matchup for mids in the comp as well. Yeah, don't mind it. Um, if he if he gets a decent score this week. I'm still not sold on steel. I've historically been off steel because he always costs so much damn money. And there's no value there, but yeah, if he comes down to a decent price, it's worth having a look at. 
Yeah, if he got to 920k, he'd be around like 103-ish, I believe. So, like, he can go 110, I think. So, he's probably good value there. Uh, did you yeah. have anything else from that game? No, that was... This is probably one of the least lesser fantasy-relevant games, I think, uh, across the weekend for mine. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, Lions and Freo, the main thing with the team news, well, for me anyway, was that Wagner was out, which kind of sucks. I got him in before his debut game, so I've got like the full like 46K or whatever he's made. But I think if you hold him, and I'll see what you think, but uh, he wasn't on the plane over there, so he obviously won't be the sub most likely. So I think... uh, you hold him as like a red dot, which you can use to like maybe loophole your D6 or whatever, and then hope he uh, gets back in the team to uh Yeah, because what's he, money to he make. wouldn't have much money on him to even bother draft getting rid of, would he? Yeah, nah, he's what, uh, 200, uh, I think he's like 340-ish. Uh, if you've got nothing better to do, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with getting rid of him, but certainly no priority. Yeah, definitely not. Like, what? So, what would you do? Wilmot's in this game too, so we can talk about him. If you had oh. Wilmot and Wagner both priced pretty much the same, and it didn't affect who you could get on the other side, who would you jump off first? Uh, would you have to field Wilmot if there's nah, any possibility of having a field? D seven. He's a spud. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, you'd probably get rid of Wagner just because he's not on the field, and Wilmot might make something. Um, this week, although, what did he get last week? Like a 20? 22 or something? Yeah, God, Ridiculous he's just isn't he? Break even I'm 52. For honestly me. surprised he hasn't been cut from the side. They omitted this Joyce bloke, which has to be better than Wilmot. Wilmot's giving him nothing. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was, he's been all right every week except for last week, which he, you could have had Chris Fagg in playing on the yeah. wing and he probably would have well, given guys... you as much. I don't know if anyone's following the VFL, but the Brisbane side's absolutely destroying it. So there's people putting up their hands left, right, and centre. So I'm surprised that they're still carrying Wilmot. Yeah, it could be last chance saloon for him this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, um, the big takeaway from mine on this game um, is Lockie Neal up against Fremantle. So if anyone happens to have Lockie Neal, he's a genuine caption option because he'll come out with a point to prove. You reckon he's he's only averaging like 87 this year. The Lions mids just, they're just not it, I don't think. Yeah, but he loves playing for you. Okay, so there's something there. I think there's something there. Do you have anything to support that? Uh, not really, other than the fact that when he came out at Gather Round a couple of weeks ago with a point to prove because he's a country's South Australian boy, he dominated. So I think when he gets motivation up, he could pull out a big score. Um, but yeah. Statistically, nothing to prove that. Nah, that's what we we're all about here at Bep Gut Feel and yeah, and that's nothing it. Else. That thing, um, I don't think anyone's got Neil. Wouldn't be. Yeah, that. yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised. Although I think a couple people did jump on him last week after his big score oh, the week before. Yeah. Like not many, but he's not like one percent owned. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I think he's super coach okay, but fantasy not so much. Yeah, definitely. I did want to ask you about Dunkley. So obviously, no one would be in a position that you could trade, like that they would be considering and trading him at this point of the year. But he's only the eighth averaging forward at the moment. Do you think he's going to get that average above 93 or do you think that's where he's going to be all year? I don't think so. I think he's going to be roughly around there. He might get a little bit up, but yeah, I don't play that big um, kind of midfield dominating style where he's going to get a lot of points. I wouldn't see him going up too much. I think, yeah, like you said, low priority at the moment, but sooner or later, you're probably going to have to trade him out, especially if you want to make some some coin to go somewhere else. Like, you could easily cut him to someone, you know, a fair bit less in price and probably get the same scoring output. But it's a waste of a trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree there. I think, uh, like, I was a bit blessed. I took the risk of not starting him, and oh, nice. I definitely don't have any plans to get him at the moment. Maybe if someone went down in that midfield, but yeah, yeah for now, I, I don't think there's any... Like, I think the top six forwards will be pretty clear with, like, Torino, obviously, number yep. one. I think Cogs is probably two. Bailey Smith will probably be three. Oh, okay. Then, like... Um, yeah, like Jezza, Dilmore, even like Sheasel, maybe will come down a bit. Zebo will be around there. Like I yeah. think Dunkley's he's hasn't done anything yet to say he's going to go above them. So yeah, bit of a concern. Yeah, his fantasy games all over the shop. 
Um, certainly not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, like yeah, I think he's been good, but not fantasy wise. But no. we uh, we better keep moving. So really yeah, quickly, still got six games or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, just in thirty seconds or less. Sarong would would you be jumping on, even though he's up to like nearly nine twenty now? Yes, I was going to jump onto him last week, and I changed my mind and went Anderson um, because of what you guys said in the pod last week. Boo! But yeah, last week I think was the week for Sarong, um, but you can still jump on him. He's not as much value as he was last week, but he's still a fine prospect. And I think the Lions give up reasonable points. They're not completely difficult for midfielders. Um, yeah, I it's think middling. Do all right this week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm fully like going back on what I said. Like, I, he's the real deal, and I, yeah, I got Took instead of him two weeks ago, which just absolutely Oof. sucks. About like a ninety point swing and a hundred k or so. Uh, but anyway, we we move on from that to the Swans and the Giants game. So the biggest trade target for me out of these guys, and we'll talk about the teams in a minute because there is some really noticeable mm. stuff. But the biggest one for me, if you have Took and you don't have Josh Kelly, he should be the guy you get for him. I think he's priced at 101 still. He's averaging 109 if you forget his concussion game, which he was on 91 at the start of the last quarter. So he probably would have got up to around 109 anyway. Uh, the flag is that the Swans are the second tough, toughest matchup for mids this year. But yeah, Jack Kelly is just killing it. And I can't believe he's not like, the biggest option people are talking about. What are you? Are I guess it's because he'd have to be highly owned, wouldn't he? Like I had Kelly from the start, and I think a lot of people would have. But um, yeah, if you haven't got him, you've got to consider it. A lot of people traded him out after oh, round one because okay. they had nothing better to do, and they didn't have ten injuries like me. That's true. Uh, but yeah, like I, I just really think he's good, and same with Cogs as well. Like if you're going forward shopping, I don't think he yeah. gets any cheaper. He's I'm looking it. at Cogs again. I traded him out, but um, yeah, I'd consider giving him back for sure. Yeah, he's he's going very well. And uh, before we get into the teams, uh, Anguin, he's pretty cheap. Break even a five from the Giants. Actually, I better check that he stayed in the team because I wrote this before. Uh, but, nothing about him coming out unless he's on there. No, that's not extensive. Yeah, he, he stayed in. So he had like a pretty juicy wing role. Had 20 touches, actually. He just didn't really have any marks or tackles, so his score was pretty low. But he, yeah, I really, really rate him. He was a high draft pick. I think the Giants will give him a crack. He plays the way that they want to play, like fast and run and carry sort of play style. Like break even a five, he could be that one that sneaks under our radar, pops out a 60, makes 45K, has a negative break even, then it's he's already made like a bunch of money. So if you're going a downgrade, he would be my uh, favorite downgrade target this week, to be honest. Uh, and Errol, what do you think with Errol? Would is there a word that you could trade him? Oh, absolutely. Um, if you've got nothing better to do and you're not looking to upgrade rookies, Errol could definitely go. That'd be something. Yeah, I'm so... looking at kind of probably upgrading a couple of rookies because I've got a bit of cash in the bank. But yeah, um, don't mind getting rid of Errol at all. Yeah, I, I rate that. So would you tick off then, say someone was trading out Took uh, and they wanted to get like Will Day back, for example, so they got... 100 and whatever K from that. Well, would you tick off going like Errol up to like a Cogs or a like oh, 100%. Smith's back in this no, I don't know about Bailey Smith because he's in that that dog's mix. Uh, and yeah, I can't really trust him week to week, but certainly a, a Cogs or a, yeah, I don't know if Kelly's that much more expensive, but yeah, certainly Cogs. You could definitely get rid of him. Um, and if you're going someone with a, like a safe 100, yeah, I think that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're a Himmelberg fan. Uh, oh, so yeah, the Swans I'm a have true believer. Four, they have four tours, the Swans, Ooh. named as forwards, Francis, Buddy, McLean, and McDonald. I've got a feeling Francis might go back, but no no tours have come in for Sam Taylor. So do you reckon Himmelberg will go back? Uh, I hope so. Um, he's such an important kind of swingman. They can use it both ends of the ground. And they haven't got a huge array of forwards, but yeah, they probably don't need them as well this week with no um, no real backs for the giant the Swans. So I hope that he will, but I haven't got a clue. They're so weird with that. Could you be crazy and trade him in? Uh, I wouldn't. I'd want to see what happens this week before I jumped on it. 
Um, I don't think there's much to lose by waiting a week for that, and there's a lot to lose by getting it wrong, like I did in the keeper draft. Um, I've just been burnt by that too much to really risk it. Yeah, yeah, fantastic advice. I would agree with you. Do you have anything else from that game? Uh, let me check my notes for that one. I think the big thing is uh, with the Swan, with the Swan's backs out, um, if you've got a draft, you want to stream Toby Green, I think he could go massive. Yeah, that's a good call. Robbie Fox or Rampy would probably be the matchup for him, and neither of them are playing, yeah. so great Should call. Destroy it. Great call. Should trade him in for a one-week sugar hit. Oh, yeah, why not? Bam. <laughs> yeah, be a bit of fun. Uh, On to the Bulldogs and Hawks. You, what are you feeling with Bont here? Is he a VC? Uh, I really can't pick any of the Bulldogs mids. I play Bulldog bingo a lot, especially in draft, and I generally lose... Um, yeah, you probably, could you not, you wouldn't touch McRae anymore for the captain's option, do you think? Well, Liber is out with concussion this week, so McRae's CBA should be back up oh, to okay. 70 to 80%. So he could have a monster. Yeah, that's true. Because it's McRae, it's, it's Trelaw, or it's Bont, and I just can't pick between the three of them to save my life. Mm. Well, it is Bont's 200th. I don't know what yeah. you get out of that, but... something. Yes, yeah, there's something in One it. One of them like... will go absolutely ham. That, that I have no doubt on. I just don't know which one. So on the line, English, Bont, or McRae to VC? Oh, English. English, yeah. The, yeah, I think definitely English. One? I think so. Because they yeah. they're, they're going to obviously use Ramston to ruck with Reeves, and that he's just going to destroy those guys. Yeah, he'll kill them. Yeah, between I can't pick the mids, but English is going to definitely dominate. Well, I'm going to make it anyway. Bon or McRae? If oh, don't have uh, Bont, just because McRae's been so up and down. Yeah. You know, I, how many tons has he got this year? Like two? Yeah, I think two. And then I think he had like a 99 last week or something. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I'm i leaning to McRae at the moment. I think he's going to get back in. With Libert out, I think he's going to go bananas in the midfield. Like he'll get... Okay. His CBAs will go up from 50% all the way up to like 75 to 80, I reckon. And I think he's just going to like kill it. But yeah, could be could burn me if Bond goes enormous. But um, I don't think it'll matter anyway because I think... He's Marshall not going to go, go small. He just worries me that he might do what he does and come out and get 80 points in the first three quarters and then get 10 points in the last quarter. Yeah, definitely. He loves a fade out, that guy. Uh, Cam McKenzie out, definitely time to trade, do you think? Yeah, 100%, if yep. you can, if you've got nothing better to do. And I did notice that in the teams as well, and I was like, oh, I'm probably going to have to change my trades and get rid of McKenzie. Mm. I can't remember yeah. if he... No, he wasn't on field. Did he... He played last week and not last... Not the week before, was that right? Yeah, he was a sub the week before, and yeah. he was up to 45 at three-quarter time last week and scored oh, okay. zero in the last quarter. Oh, yuck. Yeah, I haven't had him on field for a couple of weeks since he was dropped. So, um, yeah, that's not a huge concern. But, yeah, you want to move him on sooner rather than later. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Will Day, if you didn't hold him, is he? should he be your priority one to trade in? I don't think it's a priority one. There's a lot of value this week. But, um, yeah, it's certainly something you could do and you wouldn't really even need to think about it um, in terms of whether it's a good idea or not. If you If you want to do it, just do it and get it done. But certainly I don't think it's a must-do. Interesting. So he's 727k, and the, good value. the kind of top defenders are priced around 900. Like if you're looking Dawson, uh, Doherty, etc. Stewart's still 744. Do you think he'll be a top six defender? Oh, um, no. I wouldn't think so, but yeah, it's in coming off what two weeks suspension, it's not easy just to switch back on either. So I. I don't think we can expect him to just come out and pump a huge score. Like, he probably will next week, but this week's score is going to be a bit up and down. Interesting. So, yeah, I haven't really heard any arguments against Day, so it's good to uh, good to hear that. Like, he's uh, had three yeah. scores in the 90s and then the one ceiling score. I think it'll be so, fine. I just don't think it's something everyone has to rush out and do. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think that the... Uh, the thrill everyone has, I guess, is that he's probably... I think his break-even's like 40, so if he did yeah, turn up or something, he's probably... You've missed the value, I guess. That's but if you're... Yeah, if you do have the opinion that he's not 
going to be top six, then you you don't need to get him in. Bulldogs aren't going to be an easy matchup for him. Like, we're, honest to God, we, like, we, in, we don't beat any good teams, but we annihilate bad teams, and we'll probably, like, That's kill true. the Hawks, and I don't, like, don't know how much footy there will be for day. Honestly. Yeah, but there's not... It's it's not a like you guys don't kick it to big forwards where the the, mid, the defenders can get the points either. It's all done through the midfield. So I don't know how many points to defenders you guys give up, but I wouldn't imagine it's a huge amount. Well, yeah, Day will play in the middle. Oh, okay, he's not going to play out of defence. Okay, um, they name him in the middle. Where is he named? Not that it matters. Well, yeah, he's played in the middle all four all matches. Right. So he's often in a change. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Not, I think you guys will slaughter them in the midfield then. So, yeah, there's not mm. going to be massive points for him to get. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I remember I was at the Geelong Hawks game, which is the only Hawks game I've been to this year. And, like, late in the fourth quarter when that game was dead, he was the one Hawks mid who was still, like, hitting contests at full speed and running the game out. And to me, that's, like, a great sign oh, that he's, okay. he's always going to, like, play and score right up to the end of the game. But... Yeah, it is really interesting with him. I I think we kind of just go look at his average, which is inflated because of the ceiling game, and go, he's a lock, but I don't know 100% if he is. Yeah, I don't think he's a lock either. I think he's a fine player, but I, I wouldn't say he's a lock. Yeah. Anything else from that game? Um, No, I think we covered most of it. Sweet. Well, then the next game is over at the G, and that's the Ds and the Roos. So, as I said before, the Roos are the worst team in the comp against mids. So, it well, could be just the absolute... worst team in the comp. Or, I think Bam. West Coast might have them covered. But... Oh, yeah, that's a good point, but still. Yeah, I think Petrarca and Oliver, it is going to be a bloodbath yep. uh, at the G. They, they could both be like 140 big. Fantastic captain S- option. Oliver. I don't think everyone, anyone would have Petrarca, would they? But if they do, you could certainly captain him. Yeah, he's probably one of those mids that there's one person in every league that just That's has true. him sitting there or something. Uh, we will talk about a couple of North people that people aren't sure on if they should pull the trigger, but I did want to ask you about Gus Brayshaw. So we had a heated discussion about him on Monday yeah, night. Yeah, no. You, you didn't meet my bet. I wanted to bet $1,000 with Miller that Brayshaw would play in the midfield. I'm far too poor, but he did. He's interestingly spent, what, 21% according to Fancy Footy, which I would argue doesn't qualify as playing in the midfield, but I could well have lost my $1,000 over that. <laughs> I I probably would have agreed with you, to be honest, oh, if you'd taken the bet. But, uh, do you, yeah, what do, you, like, what do you think with him? If he... Do you think that's enough? So I, he's no, really, I traded really him out weeks now. ago. Um, mm. And I am not looking to bring him back in. I think he's done for me. I have not liked what I've seen from him this year. And I'm not willing to go back. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair enough. I I think I need to see the CBAs get up. If they get up to like 40 to 50% and he becomes the fourth option in there, then, yep, I'm, I'm happy to do it. But yeah, I wouldn't now, be getting the, him in. You don't have to hurry to get him out, but he's a good option to get out, I think, if you've got nothing better to do, but he'll be fine to sit there. But I certainly wouldn't be bringing him in. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, what about so, yeah, LDU? Would you get mm, him out? I've been looking at that. That's where we're going. I oh. I wouldn't if if it was me, um, just because I can't see how he's a priority for anyone. Yeah, maybe that's, that's just because my, my team's well. a mess. But to do. I would the same sort of thing I was talking about with Errol. If you're trading like Tuke out as well, then that could be a chance to capitalize on and get LDU out. Uh, at the same time, and get into like big dogs for them both. So yeah, there's probably probably something to consider there. Uh, so is your advice not to trade him? I wouldn't be rushing. I think you could trade him, but I think most people would have better things to do, and it'd, it'd have to be quite low on everyone's priority list. But yeah, if you want to trade him, I think um, now's probably the week because he's. I don't think he's going to get big points against Melbourne. Um, I don't know what his fixture is like going forward, but you might as well opt out of the crap score. Um, if you want to trade him, you might as well pull a trigger now. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, that's fair. And I get like with a lot of these trade out guys, it just, you've just got to at the end of the day, weigh up what you actually think of them. And if you don't think out you can be like a top 15 mid 
top 10 to 15 mid then and you've got the opportunity to trade him out this week without like hurting like if you've got mm. other gaping holes that you need to fix like say you've still got horn francis for some reason or you've got um finn callahan yeah he's going this week (laughs) or you've still got callahan for some reason or something like that they're the guys that you need to get out right now much more than ldu yeah that's it if if you're looking at trading at ldu uh take a good look around see if there's anything better you've got to do i'm tipping there is Uh, but if not yeah pull the trigger where would you sit on fixing red dots versus like trading out uh, you for example? It depends how many red dots so you've, you've got. got mate, say you've got three red dots. Uh, on the bench? Yeah. And they're all kind of crappy guys. Yeah, three's probably too many for mine. I would opt to fix one of them over getting rid of LDU. If you only had two, you could probably ignore two for the moment, especially if you know one of them might come back next week or something. Um, but yeah, three, three I think is too many. How many have I got? Uh, only the one. Rah. Um, yeah, you don't, want to, you don't want to be carrying too many rounds. I think two's fine, three's too many. But yeah, if they're, if they're a guy who's you know likely to come in as sub or can sit around, you've got a red dots are not always flat out red dots these days um but yeah definitely don't carry three around yeah good advice and the other one for north people are talking about potentially trading out is sheasel where do you sit with him i wouldn't be trading him out um i think getting rookies off the field is always important but he would probably be my last rookie to get off the field just because he's got the opportunity to get a big score any given week like he could come out and pump another 50 or something but he's just as likely to come out and get 100 and not 20 105 110 um so yeah you don't want to be missing that i think he'd be the last rookie off the field i don't even know why people are getting rid of him at this stage i guess because he's got so much money on his head um and what sooner or later is probably going to start going down if you're leaving there too long but yeah one of the last priorities i'd be thinking yeah Definitely. Uh, I would agree. Like, if he plays forward again like he did last week, then, like, maybe we've got something to consider. Um, Because, like, yeah, he went forward to try and break the Holman tag. So if he plays forward again, then I think he probably could. But I really wouldn't want to trade him this week because if he plays back and goes, what, between 80 and 100, but then next week he plays the Saints, who if he's playing yeah. back against the Saints, he will score a 120 Russia. to 130. And, uh, yeah, people are talking about the, the how you can get a leg up and stuff by trading him now if everyone else above you has him. Yeah, maybe you can, but if it goes the other direction and he, sco- he plays back this week, has his, like, 90 points, and then next week has a 120, and you've traded him while everyone else has been getting like rookies off the field and other stuff, then you've, I think you've really shot yourself in the foot. So yeah, I would, I mean, if you, yeah, if you really want to fuck it, like trade him, but I, I wouldn't. He's only played the one bad game, even the one game under a hundred. So I think people are thinking that it's the end of the run, but it could just be a blip. What he was, he was kind of tagged, wasn't he last week? Yeah, yeah, I was saying Holman was tagging him, and then they put him forward. Yeah. Like, Sheezer went forward pretty much in the second quarter because so he just I'm, couldn't get near it. Melbourne wouldn't bother tagging him, you'd think. Nah, no way they'll tag him. Yeah. And the Saints won't the week after. So, yeah, I I would hold hold fire there. Yeah, if he does a crap job this week, then you might consider it. But, yeah, certainly nothing to jump at. Yeah. Yeah, did you have anything else from the D? Um, no, that was basically it. Um, the Oliver captaincy, if you've got him, um, that's a great option, as it is every week, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Blues and Eagles is the other Saturday night game. For me, the the big one here is Sin Kodar held his spot, even though Saad and Doherty are in. I think it, you can absolutely... Actually, I said... Uh, it's because I have Sin Cotter, so I didn't consider oh, him. Oh, did you get him last week, did you? Option. Yeah, I jumped oh, on early. I would jump um, on this week. I if jumped you don't. off late, actually. I was I was had him all week and then I decided against it and I regret that. 
that's annoying. It but is. yeah, I said Angwin would be my number one. Sincotta definitely is number one if you don't have him. Yeah, I would be I really keen to get him. And you can probably put him at D6 and not feel too shit about it either. He probably, he kind of, he's just like anytime a mature age guy comes in, they know they want the ball and they know that they need to get the ball to stay in the team and, and play their role. And they're generally fitter than younger guys. Like, I, yeah, I think he's a great option and yeah with Saad and Doherty in there's no one obvious now to come in for him to replace him so yeah like back him in for sure uh and you'd think they'll beat West Coast and he might yeah go well and he wouldn't get dropped after that so yeah definitely for me uh anything for you out of this game uh yeah Sam Walsh is a really interesting one if you're looking at trading in a mid uh and a quite lowly owned mid as well what does he have according to the traders like what's he guys he's four percent now uh, he was at one early in the week, but yeah, uh, certainly lowly owned. He came out and crushed it last week. He's playing the Eagles this week, um, and he's still going to be the main guy for ball winning that Carlton side. So yeah, great option if you're if you're getting rid of Took, you probably save even a little bit of money, I'd imagine, um, and grab Walsh as, as a like for like guy. Yeah, he's a beast, and I had written down Walsh season question mark, and Definitely. yeah, I. I rate him very highly and think he is a great option for Took if it works with your trades. Uh, anything else? Uh, Doherty back in is an interesting one. Uh, I wouldn't be picking him in fantasy, but wasn't he supposed to be out for like 12 weeks? What happened there? Yeah, they said six weeks and he's back after two. And yeah, earlier in the week, they listed him as two to four weeks and he's back. So Someone really has to do something of the injury reporting in this league. is a joke. Yeah, it's shocking. It is shocking, but yeah, that's uh, that's what happens there. Um, yeah, Doherty, I'd watch him this week and then evaluate from there. Yeah. As uh, he, our he friend likes to say, break even is probably quite high, so he could well be cheaper next week. Yeah, yeah, make what's what does old mate say? Make adjustments as news comes to hand or something. Oh yes, he does. Make adjustments as news comes to hand. Elmer Giff. Yeah, throwing shade on it. Uh, no, he, Pete provides valuable information for the Yeah, even if he does make it click five times to get it. Yeah. All right. We better, better swerve off topic before we we get cancelled by anyone, uh, in particular. Uh, yeah, Bombers and Cats moving on to Sunday. So the big watch for me here is with the Bombers bench. So what happened when Laverde got injured and subbed out, did his AC join or something? Uh, Setterfield went back back for him because Hobbs was the sub and Hobbs came on with the team. No one has come in to replace Laverde, like from a key defensive standpoint and Setterfield's a pretty big boy. Uh, and like, he won't go back there and be a key defender, but we've really got to watch the Bombers extended bench and see who gets names there because I am pretty concerned that Setterfield might go back. And that would really kind of... It could be. Him. They've got Massimo in there. He kind of plays that. I guess he's more of a small defender role, but... Um, but yeah, he yeah, he's like he's on the extended bench, so yeah, that's what we need so to that's what he did. If he comes in, then Cedarfield gets freed up a bit. Because, yeah, I'd assume Phillips will play. One of Tipper or Menzi will play. Uh, Hobbs and Davey probably play. So, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh but yeah, don't like jump off Setterfield because of that or anything. But we definitely big watch this week. And if he goes back and it's going to be consistent, then I'd be trading him next week. Don't don't mess around with with it. He's made lots of money for everyone and averaged really well. But yeah, if he goes back, then jump off. Yeah, uh, Tommy and, uh, Stewart, what yep. do you think there? Um, fine. I, I pulled him in after his big score last time. He's been he got a hundred last week, which is. He's quite good, but he's certainly not the excitement machine I was hoping for when I bought him. Um, yeah, wouldn't be buying him. I think if you've got him, he's nothing to worry about. But yeah, nothing that I want to be jumping into. But he's cheap yeah. still. Yeah, he's still he's very good priced, and like day day's the better option I than him. So. But if you like, if you want to get Stewart, I wouldn't say no to you. Like, it's he did score a hundred last week, so it sounds yeah. a bit silly saying I mean, this, but. Does He's, have a lot of games at GMHBA coming up. Yeah, yeah, we say that every bloody week, and people still don't listen. But he averages like he'll average ninety five, but he'll average ninety five from like one twenties and seventies. Like he just yeah, 
He has, like, I'm so excited to own him and have him when he has one of those games where he scores like 175 and he's just going ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, there'll be plenty of pain in between them. But yeah, over the course of the season, his average will be high, but you, you could be in for a, a ride with him. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, and Cam Guthrie is out. I don't know what difference that makes to the Cats mids, but um, yeah, someone's going to pick up more points. Could be Max home season. I don't know. Maybe even yeah, Tommy he might Atkins. be. He was really good last week, Holmes. And yeah, I think he's he's pretty good. Nug's trying to poach him off me in a keeper league. Oh, okay. Told him to shove it where oh, the sun don't shine. Take that, Nug. Yeah, take that. Kick him in while he's down. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I looked at from this game is the Cats are continuing to screw around with their ruck setup, even though they put Selgar back in the um, extended Selgar. I don't imagine it will get picked. Um, yeah, they had put him in the team last week and then dropped him in the last minute. Man, they hate rocks. Who is Selgar? Rocks. Ah, uh, Seglar. Sorry, always. Ah, uh, yeah. Selgar. Oh my Selgar. <laughs> it's a cool, pretty cool name, Selgar. Selgar. It's just like Skeletor or something. Rawr. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think Sam Draper will do okay in the rock this week. Um, mind you, I think he was alright last week. I guess he played against no one from Collingwood. Um. But yeah, if you if you've got him in a draft league, I think he'll be he'll be serviceable this week. Yeah. Do you know what they call him in Phillips? What their nickname is? Their rock nickname? Uh no, what is it? Drillips. Dr- oh. Ugh, yeah, pretty gross. Yeah, Drillips Gaundy. Uh, Gaundy has a bit of a ring to it. Yeah, that's true. But it's not great, is it? Uh no. but yeah, we we better keep the train moving before we uh, everyone gets off the train anyway. It's better than the big Owen Fort, which would be the big Ort. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't mind that at all. Ort. I don't mind that at all. Could uh, it be big Ort? No. Oh, <laughs> mate, that's it for Bep after dark. Uh, Tiger, well, it is way after dark, and I want to go to bed. So let's yeah, get this let's get this done. Tigers this and Suns. Yeah, this who, is a big game. What do you? Yeah, well, give us your thoughts. What do you think? Uh, I am on the Fiorini train. Uh, currently, as we speak, I've traded him in. Cam McKenzie Ooh. out, Fiorini in. And then I've that gone... That is nuts, mate. Yeah, it doesn't give me much money on the flip side, though. So I've gone... Uh, I've got McPherson in uh, as well, which I'm 50-50 about. Uh, so I might change those. But um, yeah, big on Fiorini. I think he doesn't need much much opportunity to go big. And even people are saying, oh, you know, they're going to share it around this... It's not one person's role. I, I don't think it matters. He just needs like 70, 80% of game time uh, and he's going to go big. So I'm backing him in to go big. So when he went massive, like the Suns, they all went massive in 2021. Took went like, oh, Took, sure. fuck. Got to get that out of my system. Took went like 120. All their defenders went crazy. Like they all scored really well. So like Fiorini was probably a byproduct of that too. So we have to consider that game style stuff. But like he also did have 40 something percent CBAs last week and only scored 78. So like how much does it go up? I don't really know. For yeah. me, I want to wait and see with Davies on the extended bench. If he's named, I wouldn't touch Fiorini. I'd he's wait and watch. Cheap, mm. But like if they only if name... screws up, it's not a big problem. Yeah, I guess. If they name the four mids... Then I would go. Oh, I don't know if I'd go him, but I wouldn't feel bad about it. But yeah, yeah it, like, I don't think he would would all. screw you like a Chase Jones can no. screw you. I don't Chase think Jones there's a world that Fiorini turns around and gives you a forty or anything. No, I think his worst. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the worst. Not the worst move. It's very um, very like out there. I think I feel like Bold. all the podcasts. All the other podcasts have like one guy on it who's just like a bit unhinged, like Dossie or uh, like uh, Dunkley's Donuts and Hatchat does some wild things. Yeah, Calvin does some silly things, and uh, but I feel like all of us do silly things. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, there's no there's yeah. no hinged person here. Yeah, not a lot of calculation no, no going on. No, no, no analytical stats work. So yeah, watch us all get fair, any. But I, <laughs> for me, it. It hinges on Davies. If Davies is named, I just wouldn't do it because I think then his CBAs will still be below fifty percent. But Richmond if he's give not up named, too, don't they? Uh, I don't actually know to be honest. But I did want to ask you 
speaking giving up points the suns i think they're the second easiest team to score against for mid so do you think taranto if you get to sunday and you somehow still got a captain left do you think he's just the safest option uh, in the club to get you one fifteen? yes but if you've got get to sunday and you've still got a captain left you're putting it on day course so i will make bank Offer you another one thousand dollar bet that Keys will tag Dacos this week. Oh. I'm certain of it. Where are you getting all this money? I I don't have thousands of dollars lying around I'd, to make bets uh, from all the sponsors if of you, the if, pod. If you made it twenty bucks, I'd consider it. Um, I don't nah, think well, Keys is a tagger. He tagged, so he's he's done a couple of shutdown roles. Okay. He, he went to Sard when they played. Uh, Carlton, and I don't know if he, uh, I mean, I say a couple, I don't know if he's done anymore. I'm just going to have a bit of a flick through and try and find that out. Um, but Nick's also said in a press conference that they're going to give Dacos, like so, pretty much said someone will go to Dacos. Oh, okay. And You'd Keys, be mad not he has the engine of a midfielder. I think they will. And what happened, like, when Lockie Jones tried to tag Dacos, they put Dacos into the midfield, and, like, Lockie Jones was not getting put into the midfield. So, but I think Keys, he will follow Dacos in there if that okay. happens and do fine. So, yeah, I, th- I think a hard tag is coming for Dacos. Oh, okay. I'm not saying he can't fight his way out of it either. But yeah, Dacos on the Adelaide Oval um, has a history of going big. And, um, Adelaide do give up points. I mean, they're not the easiest team to, to score against just, just from an um, AFL point of view, but um, I really like Dacos uh, on the Sunday afternoon. But, yeah, I think Toronto will do fine as well. Yep. Uh, that is... I didn't really have anything else kind of segued into that Crows and Pies game. I didn't really have anything else to say. Uh, Harvey uh, Harrison got named. Games. I don't know if he's, he's a forward, so I guess he's not much use. Um, let's have a quick Who was that? There's a debutant um, out of that probably game. extended bench. Yeah, I guess it is extended bench, so he might not make it. Uh, probably not worth talking yeah. about. Right, we'll see, Harvey Harrison, see how they go. Forward then. 200k. Yeah, don't know much about him. Yeah, probably probably yeah, won't yeah, play. Probably won't play. You're right. Um, uh, yeah, otherwise not too much to to. Uh, did Collingwood still give up points to defenders? They used to. No, nah, I don't think it's as big this year. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because otherwise Dawson might be worth calculating captain calculations, but yeah, probably not against Collingwood. Yeah, we'll see how they go. But uh, I did want to touch back onto the content creators cup. So I'm sure you've. I'm sure we're not the only podcast you listen to. Uh, if you listen to fantasy podcasts, I'd say we're probably third or fourth on the rotation for most. If we're higher, then we we really appreciate it. Yeah, but I just team. can't see a world that we are. Take that, uh, So <laughs> you've prob- yeah, you've probably heard about the Content Creators Cup on all the other podcasts you listen to. But um, So yeah, shout out to Tim and Infinite Wealth and all that. But I did want to get around our results from last week. We've gone a perfect three for three. Uh, Nug smashed Warney. I smashed DC from Hatchat. And you, what did you I do? Absolutely you absolutely destroyed um, old mate Xavier Ellis. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. That... He has had a terrible season. I don't know if he's, he's... shifted his side. I'm not sure what's going on. His team is atrocious. Yeah, 1,700 points they got. Yuck. D1 is Isaac Cumming. D2 is Liam Baker. M1 oh. is LDU. <laughs> yeah, just atrocious. Shocker. He's hardly got any rookies, but he's just got oh, he's shocking players everywhere. It's worth yeah. it, yeah. I, I'd play around with demoing a team like that, but I don't know if I'd put it as my, my full first team. Yeah, that's... that's High-risk approach, and it hasn't worked for him. Not at but, all. Uh, yeah, we're getting to the point of... Let's wrap this up. So we have a few questions. So I'm just gonna yeah, we're gonna shred through these uh, from Hawker Laird. If it's only a week, do you hold him? Uh, or he like he might play anyway. Yeah, I would hold him just because he's not completely out yet. I think you can you can afford to uh, uh, get get him laid outed. Um, if they had named him out, it's it's a different matter. I think you can afford to hold him, but I would probably be trading him because he's a lot of money and he hasn't been that great. Yep. Fair. Uh, for From Rod Rodlison, that's just an unreal name. 
uh, Rod Rodlison. Can anyone except Clay Clay use? Can get anyone except Oliver using Laird if he's out? Which of the rest will score the most for the remainder of the season? So he's obviously suggesting to trade Laird. Uh, so if you oh, were so we going go to trade Oliver. Laird, nah. So you can get anyone except Oliver. Except Oliver. Um, so yeah. I reiterate. I don't worry. I don't think you need to worry about what people are going to do the rest of the year. Still look at value, and yep. I think Cali is the most value still. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I haven't haven't seen all the uh, options there in the midfield, but Kelly's certainly good value. I don't think you can go wrong with that. Yeah, nice. Uh, this one's a bit of a tougher one. Golden showers, Cogs or Bont for t- for Tuke? Uh, Cogs. Bont could well come out and get a better score this week. Um, but Cox is more consistent. Yeah, fair. I'm going to say Bont. I think he's about to explode, but we'll see. Uh, Mark Robinson, Robbo. Robbo. <laughs> I'm sure it's the that's real that's Mark. That's yeah, the real Slobbo. Uh, Jinby and Wilmot to English, currently rocking Samson Ryan. So if yeah, Samson Ryan's on your field, I would yeah, you've just got do to whatever you can to get English, him off. Don't know what the question is there. I think it's more of a, I'm doing this. Is it okay? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, it is. Knock yourself out. Uh, so this guy wants to get Will Day. He wants to know if he should trade out Hunt, Warple, or Sheasel to Will Day. Uh, Warple. Hunt was yeah. actually all right. I didn't pay any attention to him last week, but I did notice he got like a 90 or something. So Yeah, he had a huge yeah, last week or something. Uh, Warple has scored well two weeks in a row. He's probably going to make another 50k, but yeah, with Day in there, if you if those three are the only three you can trade yeah, out you, for him, I'd jump off Warple. You're in no rush to trade any of those guys, but yeah, out of those three, it's Warple. Yeah. Also asked, is Day a must-have? We talked about that he before. Yeah. Uh, Walsh or Petrarca or follow the crowd and get Day and have cash for next week? I'm going to say Day. I'm going to say Walsh. Get the cash. Walsh, yeah. Fair. Um, another one, Walsh versus Bont. Uh, Walsh. I'm going to say Bont just again. Bont's inconsistent. I've got Bont, but just so up and down. Yeah, no, that's fair. We From Paulie D, we've got a very nice start to this question. Dearest Bep lads, I have Grundy stinking it up in my ruck line, so obviously I have a major... Uh, effing issue. I don't think I have to use the explicit tag on this app, so I'm going to avoid that. Oh, I'm pretty uh, sure I probably now. dropped it a few times. I don't reckon he did. I don't oh, reckon okay. he did. Should well, I just roll up. my eyes and we'll find out and yeah. spend the cash or get English or do I have any other option? Yes, just get English. Don't mess around. You he's, probably do have other options, but yeah, get English. He'll hold his price. Like, just get him. Yep. He's, you're going to love it if you have him. He's a captain option every week. Every week. And... Uh, Laird's lads, very creative question. He's sent a picture of his team and he said, what should I do, Doe? Have a Miller over it and drop me a nug or two of advice. So I don't, yeah, very, very creative. Oh, For it. me, yes, yes, nice. my suggestion to Matty would be to do uh, maybe like Juddy McVee to Sincurda and then like I would move on. Your team's pretty good, man. Um is it just, has he really got a question or is it just oh, one of those look at yeah. my team kind of questions? Yeah, it's it's just his team and he uh, wants to know Your team's pretty I'd, good and you're annoying, but yeah. Um, trade, trade out one of the good guys for a spud. Yeah, take that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd, yeah. I'd just go McVee to Sidney and then if you've got cash in the bank, get Miller to sell. If you can get Day for Miller or something, that would be pretty good. Yeah, you've got to get rid of Miller. Uh, yeah, if not, you, you can always message me or ask the question if you yeah, want. If we you... just got another question before we go. Oh, yeah. uh, will hurt you... Oh, no, he was just replying to my tweet. Lol. Uh, yeah, well, we're done here. Right. Uh, yeah, and we probably should go. Uh, That's it. What are, we, what are we like, an hour now almost? Yeah, Yeah, almost at the hour. So. I, I quite like anything... this format, though, I've got to say, this flicking through the, the teams and just talking about stuff. Yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think. I I think it is a winner. Yeah. And yeah, we'll still be on Thursdays for a while. So let us know what you reckon, Bep is. And uh, yeah, you watch anything good on Netflix lately? Uh, I don't actually stream a lot of TV. I if I've got spare time in front of the TV, I tend to play PlayStation. Um, nice. I played um, anything good? 
Yes, I'm fini I'm a bit behind on my new stuff, but I'm finishing off uh, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, the pacing on that is annoying and it's really slow, but um, the set pieces are fantastic. And Pokemon Scarlet, people people ragged that out when it got released, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, guilty pleasure. I play a lot of Pokemon. No, All nice. forms. We we rate that. Uh, yeah, I'll give a recommendation if you're looking for something to watch. Uh, Beef on Netflix is very very easy to watch and was very okay. surprisingly like detailed and um, quite like meaningful about life and stuff. It was very very good to watch. Only ten episodes, so about thirty minutes each. It starts off with a really like stupid idea of a show but then it just die, like gets gets you like pretty hooked and by the end of it you're like you it hits you in the feels a bit so yeah big recommend of that one and, i did yeah, catch an us. episode of um auntie donna's coffee cafe the other day and that was fantastic if you like just absolutely ridiculous television that's worth a watch there you go you got two recommendations from us uh, if you've got any recommendations for us feel free to chuck that yeah. in with your bold prediction you but make sure that tv corner next week I'm just Talk TV yeah. and video we games just won't for a even bit. Talk about fantasy. Yeah, screw that. Just, just stuff it. Uh, but yeah, chuck one in with your prediction, and also remember to send Nug. Uh, oh, did we do the prediction or a is Nug hit up the bold team this week? We, oh, we might have we to do that tomorrow. And actually, I had to. We had we got people to guess the number of tons, and then we didn't do anything about <laughs> it. So I'm gonna nice. we, we, yeah, we got a bit of bit of bowling work to do. Quickly then. count. Quickly count, see if anyone got it. So there was six from Bulldogs Freo. There was five from the next game. So that's the 11. AFL should publish that stat, shouldn't they? Number of tons. 14. Do you want to get up the post and see? Yeah, I've one guesses? from last week. Yeah, while I do this, there was up to 16. Uh, a lot less this week, I think. 24 my maths could be off here this is just mental uh 25 uh, 31 32 where did we put the, the post for the objective amount of Oh, people just commented it after their prediction. Oh, so in, it'll be in the bold predictions post. Sorry, everyone. Uh, there was 43 last week. And I think the week before, I guess, I think I either guessed 43 or I guessed 41. Oh, or 40. Someone guessed uh, Lockie Malks went 42. Ooh. That's pretty good. 58. That's pretty 63, good. 39 by, by uh, Nug. 47 by the Fork Talk. I like Fork Talk. Forty-four by Pig Mentality. People actually must have counted this up and had an educated guess because a lot of people are in the low forties. Yeah, there's some 60, unreal 50, ones in here. 60, I said sixty-three, just way off. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it to. You. What was it? Forty-two. Uh, no, there was, was a forty-two. Was there was a forty-four as well. What was from the number? Pig Mentality. Forty-three was the answer, but I could have been wrong with. Oh, my so we've got a forty-four and a forty. Forty-two. Ooh. What was the prediction of the 42? Uh, 44 was Laird, Laird 130. Yep. Uh, Bont 135. That's pretty good. What did Bont get? Oh, Lockie. Yeah, Lockie's doing the trades then. Bont yep. got 148 Ooh. and he was yeah. one off. Lockie is doing the trades. Lockie Malks. Yep. Well done, Lockie. Stop Shout Lockie. out. Uh, we'll be in touch. I'm just going to quickly rip uh, <laughs> one shit prediction. Let me find one. I think Tyson's was terrible. Yeah. He said... <laughs> Speakino, who, first of all, if you call him Speakino when his name is Big Chili again, I'll block you from the page. He said he'd go sub 50. He absolutely shat over that. Dawson, he said, would go sub 50. He got 100 and something. And he said Mason Wood 150, who oh. did not get near 150. So that was terrible. Uh, DG said there was some Took to go 150. Ones. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's... Well, the, actually, the guy said Toby McLean to get 100 kind of flopped as well. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for the predictions. Thanks for listening, if you're still somehow yes, listening yeah. to Haven't dribble. bothered hanging up yet. Well, podcast hang up anyway. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to hang up on Miller in a, in a yeah. minute anyway. So, yeah, cool. we'll, uh, we'll catch you later. And, yeah, Lockie will do the trade, so we'll get them up on the page. But other than that, have a good weekend, everyone. Yeah, if you've got any questions, get you into the Baldies. Ask us on Twitter. And yeah, enjoy. Ah, uh, peace out. Go, Marshall. Bye. Oh, boo.